Welcome to the University Star Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Keeson Ramirez, and joining me, first time, I guess another rookie, I guess comparable to Andrew Wiggins, maybe. Maybe I don't, I don't want to oversell okay. you, um, but Donovan <laughs> Jackson is making his first appearance on the University Star po- Sports Podcast. How have you been? I've been pretty good. Thanks for having me today. I'm just, you know, have a few exams coming up this week, getting back in the groove of things, enjoying March Madness, so it's good to be here. It's test season. I'm glad you said that, like an exam. Yes. Um, I just feel like the Texas State softball team had a big exam uh, going against the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns this weekend. Uh, Lafayette is ranked in the country nationally. 14th. 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 We talked about it uh, Wednesday night, but they are a damn good softball team. They are. They're solid. And um, they took two of three games against uh, Texas State, and I, I'm assuming, uh, based on what I've known, that Coach Wirky Woodard wasn't happy about she that. She was not happy. She did not want anything to do with the media after the game today. She was pretty upset. Um, the 4-0 loss was tough. Um, it started out um, a little tough for Randy. You know, she gave up two runs in the first inning. The first, second pitch of the game, she gave up a home run to the left. Two batters later, she gave up another home run. But um, she bounced back, she, five scoreless innings, she did well. Um, Woodard even mentioned she was like, she gave a lot of credit to Randy. She was like, she played well, she uh, kept us in the game, gave us an opportunity to get back into the game. Uh, the last two runs that she gave up, they were more of um, an error on the outfield. So, I mean, she did very well today. Before the series, uh, Ariel Ortiz, freshman shortstop, she called Louisiana Lafayette the bullies of the conference. She even mentioned them at, she even likened them to the Soviets in the, in, referring to Rocky IV, yes. which is just awesome in, in, anyway. And like she talked about how we, me and Christian kind of picked it off and said, you know what, if, if they're the Soviets, if they're Ivan Drago, then Texas State is the Italian Stallion, the team that you don't really expect to win, but they really fought their own. And I think the fact that they won the first game, and we'll talk about that later, is important. I know Coach Ricky wanted at least two of the three, but considering the fact that the the huge talent gap between the two teams, I think one of the three is uh, very very key. Um, in the 4-0 loss to Louisiana Lafayette, Randy Rupp threw uh, threw another complete game, seven innings. She allowed four earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts, 141 pitches. Um, Texas State had four hits and 27 at bats. Lafayette, like you said, from the second pitch on had a lead. Uh, Haley Hitting hit a home run. Lexi Elkins hit a home run. Shelly Landry had a double in the seventh inning, scored a couple runs. Um, and the takeaway from this series before we go into Saturday and Friday, just a lot of home runs. Just yeah. the, the chicks dig yeah. the long ball, yes. so I guess they dig this series. I guess because was, yeah. 18 home runs in three games. Just was, just a lot of just a lot of shots everywhere. It, it was a lot of home runs. I mean the offense. Besides today's game, the 4-0 game, they were, I mean, the offense is hitting very well. Going into the series, the offense had six batters batting at 300. And um, even Rick, uh, Coach Woodard even mentioned, she was like, my first six batters have bought into my offensive game plan. I just need to find the next three batters, you know, switching players in and out. Um, but, yeah, the offense, besides today, they've been doing very well hitting. In the first game, which was a 14-13 to win for Texas State yes. on Saturday, just a wild game. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the scoring breakdown and just runs, 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 runs. offense, just fun things happening. Um, Texas State had a 14-8 to eight lead leading into the seventh inning, and you feel like, all right, six-run lead, pretty big this. cushion. Yeah. We and got this. They come off with a grand slam, bring it back into, like, within one run. So, I mean, but Rainy Rupp, you know, she's – She's pitched 15 complete games. I mean, she uh, gave up 13 runs, but she got it done for us. Shelly Landry's gone some. I'm glad you mentioned it. Scored four runs, cut the deficit to one run. Uh, Kelsey Vincent hit a home run in the same inning to, to lead up to that grand slam. And Texas State barely squeaked by. You feel like 14 runs is a good enough mark to beat any team. And against Lafayette, 
it was good enough to beat him by one. That's yes. kind of telling, don't you think? It is. It is. Um, that's all. That's the second most runs we've put up this season. Fifteen is our most runs. Um, you know, defensively, we gave up thirteen runs, but I think we're going to be fine going forward with Randy pitching. And in that in that fourteen to thirteen victory, Rupp another complete game, twelve hits, by God, thirteen runs, yeah. ten were earned. I mean, I know. Talk about confidence. Coach Ricky Woodard mm-hmm. really, really, really believes in uh, Randy Rupp to put her into that situation. And in that context, like 13 runs, I feel like seven's enough. We're like, well, let's like, just get another pitcher yeah. in there. She's getting rocked. But I guess she felt that she was the best pitcher for that specific matchup. I mean, yeah, and then if you, you know, the, the game after um, they lost 15-2. to two, So, I mean, I guess you could say that's why she has so much trust in Randy because, you know, our other pitchers are giving up that those type of runs in their games. Taylor Webb is giving up runs. I mean, she's 3-2 and two on the season, so. The second game, like you said, 15-2 to two victory for Lafayette. Yeah, they weren't playing around. They no, weren't messing they, around. They were upset about that first loss. <laughs> I can imagine. They, you lose 14 to 13, you come back 30 minutes later, put up 15 runs. They scored two in the first, two in the second, seven in the third, four in the fourth. They had a total of seven home runs in the game. That, that was the Lafayette that we expected and the Lafayette mm-hmm. that we knew. And I'm, I can't imagine that Woodard was uh, too pleased with that. But they got the first game, and if you look at it, and Christian mentioned it too, he feels like the first game was the best chance for them to win because you're not, they're, they don't know each other yet. Yeah. They're filling each other out after that first game. Lafayette scored 15 on Saturday, and then they added four on uh, on Sunday to wrap the series up. And all in all, Texas State took one of the three. I didn't expect them to take one at all. So I, I guess that's any, silver lining, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to take the 14th ranked team down in the nation down. So I mean, that is a good win. That 14 13 is a good win. And then I really did like Randy's performance. Even on Sunday, they've already seen her once, and they got to see her again on Sunday, and she does very well. Get, despite giving up the two home runs, she bounces back for five innings and does very well today. The big key, and we we talk about her every single softball podcast, and I just I, – I can't think of another way to. I can't avoid it because she's – the most important player on this team, especially def- defensively, she is the most important player on this team. I mean, she um, is leading the the Sun Belt Conference with 166.1 innings pitch. The next closest is Montez from UTSA with 99.2 innings, um, which leads to she leads the conference with 192 strikeouts, 48 of those strikeouts being uh, looking, 15 wins, 24 starts, and 30 appearances, and. I understand it's not baseball, so they don't need this, a certain amount of days, you know, rest, to rest their arm and stuff like that. But you got to think about it, like, where, how is she going to be durability-wise down the road when they do start some Bell Conference play? Just for context's sake, she has 166 and a third innings pitched there, and there's still 19 games left in the yes, season. Eight conference games. For for last year, Rainhouse led the team with 167.2. So with 19 games, Randy Rupp has already matched what Rainhouse did. That will puts everything into perspective, and you look further, and this the the rest of the the rest of the rotation is just very very sporadically used. Yes. Kaylee uh, Garner has 28 and third innings pitch. Webb has 37 innings, um, and then you just look farther down the line, and it's just I don't know if it's something that Woodard is worried about. I don't know if she's addressing it, but it's something that catches my eye every time I look at the box score. Yes, and it's something that you want to ask her, but you don't want to like you know knowing you her. Want, yeah, you no. don't want to upset her. You shouldn't get upset. So I mean. And, you know, the few times that I've talked to Kat Osterman about it, I mean, she's been very confident about how her durability is. She, I mean, they, they, she says they do Shout out to the training staff, I guess. Yes, I know. Like, just that, uh, that arm and that elbow yes. and whatever just must be yes. on ice or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I mean, they have all the confidence in the world in her um, to, you know, lead them defensively. Kat Osterman believes in her. She said that she's – her stats have shown that she's progressively getting better. You know, she's getting – like, this is her first season. She's a freshman. So, she's gaining the experience needed to, like, keep doing well. And I think she has a string of five consecutive complete games. Yes, seven com- – or five complete games. In- including one eight-inning complete game. Um, in the two games alone in the series, she threw a total of 300 pitches – 159 on Sunday, 141 mm-hmm. Sunday, 159 Saturday, and the workhorse of this pitching staff, bar none. Um, she is setting the tone offensively, defensively, um, and as far as she goes, I feel like this Texas State, Texas State team will go, but to support her, and offense is not an issue for this team, no. but I think you mentioned it earlier with your six players hitting over 300. Well, there's nine players in a batting lineup, so there's three other people that need to step up, and I wanted to know because it is important to have a balance throughout, especially when you go seven, eight, nine. You don't want an empty inning. You don't yes. want no runs there. So who do you feel can step up and be that seventh or eighth or ninth person to, to that Coach Ricky uh, can uh, rely on? You know, Wooder's been throwing people in and out of that, those last three spots. I think when I talked to her last week, the two players that I can see stepping up the most are Lexi and Kimberlin. Just because this is their sophomore year, they didn't get as much playing time as last year. So she said that she's – um, proud of how they're dealing with their adversity, how they're being able to take on a bigger role as sophomores. I think they're both batting around 285, 250. It's not 300, but for them getting more playing time and being able to handle that playing time is looking very well for them. And honestly, a very, very small problem to have is the seventh and eighth and ninth person. I feel like that. Very like, true, yes. Like I like you said, like Woodard is kind of going shifting line, trying to find that seventh and ninth, and there's still plenty of time to sort that out. Mm-hmm plenty of time so I look at it as a small problem to have but it's a problem nonetheless and I think you do need to address it because especially when you get to to deeper in the conference and, and you Lafayette and you're playing teams like this that are ranked uh, you have good teams that so you're gonna have to have nine batters playing well you're gonna have to find somebody you're gonna need that and at the end of the day you can't expect Randy Rupp to do everything for yeah. this team you can't no and that's that's a big takeaway I feel like from this team. Granted, a, they're eight and f- what is the record in the conference? Because I, I they're six and five. In the six and five in the conference. That's not that they're great. Fifth, yeah, they're fifth in the conference right now after today's loss. Um, Twenty one and fifteen overall. So I mean, they're not doing bad. Just be, the the other player or the other teams in the conference are pretty well. I mean, you have Lafayette, you have Monroe. They're all doing re- pretty well. So we're gonna have to start hitting all nine batters. And not to say this team is bad because I look at it, this team is really talented. We do have a solid team, and they're, they're young. She she even admitted that we're like we're a young team. We're gonna learn a lot, especially um, you know have Ariel's Ariel Ortiz. She's a freshman at shortstop. You have your two seniors, um, Courtney, both Courtney's, but I mean you are very young with Ariel and Randy and Sarah at catcher. So, and the storylines that we mentioned, Randy Rupp pitching just a crazy amount of innings, and then you have the seven through eight nine. You're trying to find that consistency will be important, especially when they go into their next matchup against Incarnate Word Wednesday night. Give me the lowdown about Incarnate Ward. We'll keep it brief, but I think we, we're both on the same page with this. Uh, Incarnate Ward, it's, they're 3-26 overall, 0-8 in conference right now. Um, they're not the best team, <laughs> you could say. To put it lightly. Yeah, to be nice about the situation. They haven't won a game since February 28th, I believe, and they're on a 13-game losing streak. So hopefully what we're looking for is to at the least get Randy some rest 
on Wednesday before we go into this doubleheader coming up against Texas next weekend. So that's what we're really looking forward against Incarnate Ward. The good news is if, if it was golf, when you the lower score wins, UIW would be 26-3. and three. They'd be a pretty damn good they team. They would be really good. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it is not golf, and the object is to score more than their team. So until they start scoring more than their team more consistently, I feel like this is a very winnable matchup, and I can't imagine if they don't just beat them, maybe even run roll them. I, I don't want to be in that press conference at all. Yeah, and yeah, it's, and I was talking to Woodard about it too, and it's like, how do you keep your team from taking this as a light game? Like, how do you don't let the, your team take them lightly? Because this is a win. Like, this is a win you need. This is a win you're expected to win. So this is going to help you down the road with your record. You know, you're trying to get into um, good position for the tournament. And to take it lightly, I mean, you go from Incarnate Word, who's three and twenty-six, to Texas in San Marcos on Friday, mm -hmm. Texas in Austin on Saturday, and the, excuse me, and then Baylor Wednesday night, the mm -hmm. following game. I mean, that's a gauntlet. And to yes. have this team kind of right in the middle is interesting because it just put it just I don't know if they're gonna be have their minds in the right place. I assume they will be, but I can think from an athlete's perspective, if I saw Texas, Texas Baylor mm -hmm. and an incarnate word, I mean, what's the incentive, right? Yeah. I feel like it being Texas isn't gonna be a problem because like, you know, there's always gonna be that I thirty five down the road, um, Com that conference, not conference, that rivalry that you're gonna have. I mean, it's Texas. Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be hard to get your team riled up for this game. So, it's it's a big deal. It is. And uh, Texas State softball is trending in a direction that I'm not unsure of. I don't think if it's positive, it's negative, but they're just there. Yeah. And a team that I feel like is trending in the right direction, a team that uh, after a rocky start would be the Texas State baseball team. Um, they played a three-game series against Georgia Southern. It was a conference that it was a series that decided essentially, who was first place in the uh, Sun Belt, and Texas State accomplished the goal. They defeated uh, the Georgia Southern 11-4 on Sunday. They defeated them 6-5 to on Friday, and then they got a little loss in there, 12-3 to on Saturday. They got 2-3. of three. They are now sitting a uh, half game um, behind Georgia State for first place in the conference, and they are in a place that I feel like, you know, I mean, you look after, I remember covering the Sam Houston State game, and Fikak said it was rock bottom. Now they're at not rock bottom. They're at a different bottom, and I think yeah. that's something. <laughs> that's, I think that's good. It is. I mean, um, you know, compared to the the softball's record, I mean, they are twelve and fourteen as an overall record, but in the conference they're eight and four. So I mean, since conference has started, they are turning things around. Their pitching's looking well. Their starting pitcher starting pitching is doing well, and so I feel I feel like they're turning things around. They're looking good right now. A key that I remember, especially after that loss, and I think they've kind of re resolidified that is offense. Um, Texas State scored 11 runs. They exceeded 10 runs for the second time in the 11-4 in victory. They scored seven runs in the third inning. In that inning, eight consecutive Bobcats reached base. Uh, McElroy hit a home run in the third inning. Hill had a, a home run in the fifth inning. Sutter had a home run in the first inning. Tanner Hill, by the way, just he almost had two home runs. One of the ball, the, the wind squeaked. Mm. Like, it looked like it was going to go over the left center field, and the, wall, the wind kind of like pushed it back and was like, no, not you're not going to score today. <laughs> but he had a great performance nonetheless. The two combined for four, uh, six runs batted in, four runs, four hits in the game. And that's the thing that coach, uh, assistant coach Jeremy Fikak talked about. Once you get that, that, uh, that offensive production in the middle, you get it behind Granger, and you get it behind Pais, and Tanner Hill's been that guy. That's key. Um, also in the game, Jeremy Hallenquist pitched, uh, got his first weekend start of his career. He had six and a third innings, two hits, two earned, six strikeouts, two walks. He was impressive. He struck out batters. He got nine ground outs. He did everything when you look at a pitcher, at least when I analyze a pitcher, can they strike out people, can they induce a miss, and can they get ground outs? Hallenquist did all three, and I think starting pitching especially 
is looking good for them, and I think both sides of the ball. And then the way uh, Fikak put it afterwards, as he was like, you can't sprinkle confidence dust on people. You, there's no confidence little <laughs> yeah. fairy just walking around and doing all this confidence yeah. dust. You have to just believe in yourself. And I think after months of just you know putting work in the fall, putting everything, this team does believe in themselves, and they believe that after all that, that hoopla, they're one of the best teams in the conference, and I think I agree. Yeah, I mean, they're going to, if they keep playing how they're playing right now, they're going to do well. I mean, coming up, they have UTSA. Um, they're going to be traveling to USA, UTSA. They're 15 and 12 right now. You know, we won our last matchup with them 11 to 7. We got down early in that game, 0 uh, 5 to 0, and we bounced back in the seventh inning with an uh, explosive seventh inning with seven runs. So, I mean, this is going to be an important game. It's not a Sunbelt game, but it's always going to be that big rivalry game. You know, it's down the road, uh, the I-35 rivalry, so looking forward to that game. That I-35 rivalry is something that was on Fikak's mind in postgame. He was like, we have a chance to win the I-35 rivalry series, don't we? And we're like, yes, you do. And that, that means something to this team. They were down and out, made a run at home, and now they're going to San Antonio to get that series under the way. Um, it's interesting because I feel like this team is what I thought they would be. I was worried for a second. I was just like, this team is just looking rough. They are looking rough. <laughs> Houston, Texas, even though it was a loss. Yeah. All these big games have molded them into who they are. They're having the starting pitching. Hallenquist is there. Blake Wittard closed uh, the Friday 6-5 to five win with two innings. They had that little squeaker. They had that rough game Saturday where Georgia Southern had 20 hits, 18 were singles. But that's that's just baseball. Yeah. And I feel like ultimately this team is good enough to beat anyone yeah. in the conference. That's why you play three games in a series. You should find out who you are. You know, you might have a bad game here or there, but this is you're going to find out who you are in these games. He's down to the wire game. And that's that's something that I, it's been on my mind because I cover this team and I see them. And you have Granger Stuttered, mind you. Uh, Granger Danger, they call him. He, after like a month of just struggling, hitting under 300, doing this, the last four, the last two weeks, even Fika, he's just what he told me post game was that he's just not thinking anymore. He's going up there and just swinging. He's going up there, finding his pitch and hitting it as far as possible. Sounds simple, but a lot of players let everything else cloud their mind. Like, what pitch is he going to throw? Is going to be a curveball? Is going to be a slider? Is going to be inside? It's outside. He's not doing that. He's thinking about just hitting the ball and hitting the ball far. And I think that's a mentality that I'm starting to realize is working for this team. And that's good. It's, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. And the way they turn around, turn things around right now is looking very well going into the rest of the season. And it's a, it's a good part, for, part of the season for softball and baseball. You're not at the home stretch, but you're in that time where you're having their midterms. Yeah. I think the midterms is you what we call that, it. Yeah. Like you're just getting that little exam there. It's not the whole, yeah. the whole semester's worth of info, but it's just a good microcosm of what you, your team can be. So uh, that's where we're at right now. But Donovan, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I feel like... My final thoughts is I've, in the Sunbelt Conference softball-wise, I feel like this is about to be where the teams are going to start separating themselves from the pack. Um, we're going into uh, – we have eight games left in the conference. I think Wednesday is going to be very big. I really hope that Woodard gives Randy some rest going into two games on uh, against Texas. I, you know she's going to pitch one of, one of those two games and then pitch again on against Baylor. Um, so I feel like Woodard – or Randy's going to be a big part in this weekend. She's going to get some rest, and then we got to host Troy and get going with the Sunbelt Conference play again. I seriously hope she gets some rest because I get tired looking at the box score. Yes, I, know. I get tired just looking. I get tired walking from here to that door, and I just like, damn, I just need some Taco Bell right now. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> I need some energy. So I really, really hope Randy Rupp gets a rest yes. just because it's just, you know, it'd be, the, it'd be a cool thing to do yeah. when you go into a big thing. Um, but that's our show for today. Uh, for Donovan Jackson, I'm Keeson Ramirez. Peace out. Peace out.